Hey everybody, quick note before we begin, this is part two of our two-part pod with the great Steve Brill, who I believe called himself God at the one point in the pod. Um, if you haven't listened to the first one, you should probably listen to the first one first. It would make a little more sense. Unless you're an animal. And you just want to listen to it. You should. Uh, with that, enjoy part two. I mean, bringing it kind of back to reality here. Uh, <laughs> when you, so you mentioned you aren't expecting like a whole franchise out of this. So, how do you kind of? They come to you and they say, "We want to make another one." What's your kind of process like for creating a whole nother story around these characters? On the second movie, um, so the first one uh, did well, and. But not like it didn't, it wasn't the Hunger Games or anything. It was a very, it was successful. But they wanted, it turns out Eisner, the head of Disney, had a plan to create a hockey team the whole time. He didn't tell us, but that's part of the reason he would like to have done it. And that's part of the reason he got the first movie going. And then when the first movie showed signs of being successful, he immediately said, I guess in his mind, he knew he was going to buy a hockey team soon. And he was like, well, let me get the second one going very quickly. So one had just finished and they came to us and this doesn't happen a lot in Hollywood. It only happens because what I said, the head of this studio was had a ulterior motive or a synergistic motive and said, we need a script like within uh, two weeks. I'm not even kidding, which never <laughs> happens. Like they would never say, they said they wanted a script within a month or, and I, for some reason had two weeks to write a script. So I didn't have time to think about, what you know what 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 i didn't have time to think about much i just had to write and go with my instincts and go with the characters and then i guess i was pretty well versed with what a sequel was um and what i liked about him what i didn't like and again bad news bear sequels i didn't like that much um because and uh i was like well if i'm gonna do sequel how can it be the best and you know rocky too, I thought was pretty good, and I sort of hit upon the idea that you know it should be a bigger story and get out of Minnesota, and then that whole Goodwill Games thing, Olympics idea. I was always enamored with the Olympic idea, and certainly the Olympic hockey team thing was a big thing, and uh, and so I sort of put those two elements together really quickly, you know, opening it up out of Minnesota, Olympic sort of environment, and. Uh, and I just wrote the shit out of it, like as soon as I wrote it, like in two weeks. And it was uh, amazingly very close to what was shot. I mean, we added a lot. The the uh, actual script for My Decks 2 was like 135 pages, which is really long. And we shot. There's For you guys, I don't know where it is, but there's probably 25 other minutes of, of cut stuff from Mighty Ducks 2 um, that... Uh, that you, if you read the script, I could get you the script. You'd see where we shot all of it. So, I think we'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, did you have them losing in D two? No, 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 no. I was off. The, I was my angry young man compulsion was gone. I wasn't going <laughs> to fight the power, and I knew certain rules like 
they were going to win. And by then we had the whole uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks thing happening. And that was not going to be an edgy look at a team's next step into uh, <laughs> into their story. It was going to be what it was, too, which I really like, by the way. It might be my favorite. I'm not sure. It's my favorite as well. Um, I yeah, think yeah. the one criticism, I think, is that here's this team that's like the worst team in their district or their their town, <laughs> and they go and become oh. the Olympic champs or, or Junior Goodwill yeah. Games champ. Did you think yeah, about that yeah. at all? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and then I stopped thinking about it because what are you going to do? That's a total movie. That's a movie thing. You just got to go. Maybe in 20 years, some guys in Dallas might bring it up. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you just got to go with it. But yeah, that is a good point. I always said, well, they, that's why they get the samurai, the Magnificent Seven. You know, they go out and do the. That's where they get Dwayne and they get um, the Bash Brothers. And they. Yeah, so, I mean, that was it. It wasn't just that same team. And we cut a bunch of people from the first movie. And. Uh, and we added what I thought was the, you know, if you get an amazing goalie, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to, yeah, that's going to do most of your, that's going to do a lot of the work. But yeah, it's not the exact same team. You know that. <laughs> so, so were most of the, uh, the, I guess the roster decisions based on casting, like were, were was carp not available or, <laughs> or was that like yeah, a competitive was- thing? Yeah, you know, that's good. And he's my favorite kid. He was one of my favorites. Aaron did uh, heavyweights. And I can't remember why he got cut. That was not a personal thing. That might have been, and I wouldn't say scheduling because he's, uh, he's uh, you know, he wasn't that busy. I can't remember. Some of the kids were cut because they were just too much trouble. I'll give you that. The mother concept we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Some of the kids. Some of the kids were just like not worth it. And we didn't want to bring all the same kids over. We wanted to try some new ones too. So um, who else? Ask me about one of the kids. I'll tell you why they were. Carp, Carp should have been there. Actually, that's one that I regret that he wasn't. He should have been in the. Wait, so you're saying you see a spot on Team USA for Carp? (laughs) Oh, was that it? Maybe. Yeah, he wasn't good enough. Maybe it was a pure creative decision you're right <laughs> i mean yeah he didn't have a skill you're right it might have been ultimately the right move for the for the story well yeah, to be fair one of the ringers couldn't yeah. really stop when he was skating so carp maybe could have but made he was the super fast well yeah you, you just can't do have constant movement Still. yeah no i yeah no that's you know we brought in mike uh vitar and um uh, we had to cut some people, and Carp had to go. That's right. Fair enough. Ruthless. But he did heavyweight, so I think I didn't feel too bad about it. <laughs> yeah. So we had Sean Weiss on. We've actually had him on a couple times, uh, Goldberg. And he loves to tell the story about how you called him up to tell him that you were doing D2, that everyone was doing D2, but it's going to begin uh-huh. with Goldberg's funeral. Is that something that actually happened? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would have done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Yes, that's me for sure. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I definitely did that. 
it sounds like you developed developed a pretty good relationship with a lot of the these kids. Um, you know, you mentioned you thought Vinny was like Steve McQueen. You know, do you look back really fondly on working with them, and are you do you follow their career still? I do. I mean that that was unusual, or I mean because I was with those kids for um, you know five years of the most important years of their lives, and um, I I really loved i mean josh became like a son to me he stayed with me in the off season or in off season in between uh movies <laughs> uh <laughs> and you know he was from canada and he was in la a lot and he was a minor and so he would stay with me at my house and uh i really i really hung out and took care of and uh corresponded and kept up with a lot of them they, they were good kids, I gotta say. I mean, I'm pretty aware of when there's lousy kids and pain in the asses, and <laughs> so they were all they they're all pretty. I, I really liked I really liked them all. I mean, you know, some more than others, but um, it was uh, it was great to hang out with those kids from. And then we had Keenan. I mean, who's better than Keenan? <laughs> I mean. Did you uh, and, did you oh, discover yeah, like, Keaton? And because uh, Heavyweights is the first movie, right? Yeah. Well, Ducks Two was his first. Ducks Two was before Heavyweights. Oh, oh yeah. was it? Okay. So, so, but is that you? Are you so Keaton's? I say, uh... I I always say I did discover these guys, and I I was supposed to see Keaton this weekend. I was at Saturday Night Live, and he didn't go to the party, so I didn't see him. But <laughs> we still talk, and um, I always say I discover these people, even when it's not true. However, um, like Josh, I say I discovered, but he had done like a little movie before. So it wasn't like, but the movie I did was the one that put him over the top. So that way I say discover him. Keenan, on another hand, was on a Nickelodeon show. All that, I think that was before, but it wasn't a big deal. And I said very clearly in the script, I wanted a young Forrest Whitaker type kid, but funny and when Keenan came through, even though he had some credits, I was like, that's the guy. I've discovered the guy for that role <laughs> for go. Russ. And uh, so I do feel like I discovered him. Okay. Fair enough. I say that to a lot of the kids, though. <laughs> um, some we did. Like Banks, we definitely discovered. He hadn't done anything. And Sean, I think Sean maybe, I don't know. They were all 10, 11 years old. I think, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're going way over time here. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm standing in a, in a grocery store, uh, buying cough syrup for my kids. So you still got time. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, well then we'll, uh, keep it going. <laughs> I was going to like speed right to the end, but so when you look at like okay. the third movie, um, obviously like you were doing another movie at the time, I believe. So, I mean, how do you look at that third movie knowing that you weren't the, the most involved in that? Um, I let it go because there was really nothing I could do. I did insist that I do as much as I could on the story. And I think right when I got back, I was able to plug into it well before we shot, but the original writing of the script or the first pass at it, um, it sucked. I didn't, uh, the script didn't suck. I just didn't like not because they were my characters and mm-hmm. my sort of trajectory that I put them on. And uh, I didn't have the time to, uh, you know, to, or yeah, I couldn't, 
craft something. So I was, I was bummed out for sure. I remember that. But then, so they did a script with some guy I never met who uh, wrote a script about, I can't remember if it was my idea. It might've been, I was my idea to go to the, to school. I think it was a logical thing, a prep school, because I went to a prep school. Mm-hmm. And uh, beyond that, I, uh, I had to wait and see what the, the first writer came up with. I don't know what you talk to that guy. What does he say? I can't remember what the. What we his, actually how we he, actually did talk to that guy, and uh, yeah. I mean he, he was very like complimentary of you. He said that like he always asked, "What about where's Brill? What's he doing?" And like, why not? Yeah. So and then he just kind of explained his uh, look at it, which was basically that they didn't have Emilio, so they had to make the story about really the actual ducks. And the not all he had to say, he said basically said, well, I just take it and go <laughs> that not all ducks are created equal. So he kind of centered the yeah. story around Charlie. So that's kind of his reasoning behind his script. And he did have the ducks yeah. losing originally. He, yeah, he did have the oh, ducks losing. he did? Losing At the well. end of three? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, that's our writer's move. Yeah. I never met the guy. He's a nice guy. And I think, did I, I have... Did I? Does he have screen credit with me? Do we have like co-screen credit or something? Yeah, you have co-writing credit there. Yeah, but we didn't write together, so I rewrote his script, um, and enough that it was a shared script at that point. So um, I was happy with that one, the way it turned out, and all the not having Emilio crap, which was sort of a pain, even though he was in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was like. That was, I mean, he didn't, uh, he, he, he did it in like, he did like a week's worth of work and he got Disney greenlit a movie for that one week of work, a directing movie that he could do. So it was a great deal for him. And he was very, he would have done more. Um, but he was very savvy businessman. And he just said, I'll do a week and then he'd give me a movie. And, uh, and then we had to swap out Hans and his brother. That was hilarious. I mean, that's like all that crap I had to come in and do. I think I had to figure that one out. Um, and uh, then we lost the first uh, casting. That was really rough because we had somebody. And that was one. That was a guy that we were just about to start shooting. And then he, the the main coach, Orion, he, he washed out like a week before shooting. <laughs> he, wow. he couldn't skate. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't skate. He's a well-known actor um, and a great guy and would have been great for the role, but you actually need to skate for that role. Not that Jeff Lee Nordling was much of a skater. There's one shot in there where he comes in sideways and he does like a T-stop. You know that shot yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I make fun of it all Dri- the time. Drives me insane. <laughs> That's one where I was like, oh my God. That's one, and I don't know, because I was on the set for Ducks 3. I was there, but I wasn't there when they shot that and I wasn't there when they put it in the movie. And that's, <laughs> that's like, that's insane. That shot of the first time you see him, he comes up and he does this shot with a, like a figure skating. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. But he's good. But Norley, but the, believe me, that guy is a much better skater than the guy we fired. Who was fired? I'm not going to tell you. It's not oh. okay. Fair enough. Well, we have <laughs> to ask. their jobs. <laughs> yeah, you can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What does their name rhyme with? <laughs> Charlie Sheen. <laughs> no, yeah. 
It was Charlie Sheen. It was Emilio and Charlie, and Charlie couldn't skate. No, <laughs> okay. it was no, it was like just a solid actor who you might not even know by name, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, so you said yeah. you were on set. Um, was it weird to you at all that Gunnar Stahl came back as the goalie for D3? Oh, no, no, that's another one. No, that was another thing we just like our guys, and that's Jordan also, like, uh, that was because of Scott White was just mm-hmm. a great kid. And and when you really sort of clear your head, you go, well, yeah, he had like different guy. He was a totally different guy. Let's use him again. And why not? It was kind of a cool thing. I liked, I liked that we could do that. I didn't freak out by that because I love that kid. Scott was great and under underused all the time. So I thought we put him in two movies. would be great. Yeah. So there's that. There's the... There was uh, switching out the Jan and the Hounds thing and... Uh, and a few, there's a, a little bit of gymnastics in that script, but I, I'm amazed. Uh, it turned out uh, it has feels like the first movie in some ways. I like the sort of dark, uh, back in Minnesota. It sort of feels, um, I don't know, feels feels like its own thing. So I kind of like that one too. All right. I mean, what happened with that situation where you had Hans in the first one and then you had his brother, Jan, and then Hans yeah. comes back and he dies? Uh, what happened that there? <laughs> I don't remember why we had to do that, but Hans, the actor, um, Joseph, uh, not Joseph Summer, whatever his name was, great guy, uh, Joss. Joss. Um, Joss Ackland. Do. Yeah. I think Joss was like a theater guy. He probably was doing something in London or um and our shooting schedules were you know i sort of wanted these movies we couldn't move our schedule around for a guy for a role like hans um we weren't accommodating so i we're only to use or only able to use them for that one or two days and then we had to have Jan for the second oh well, for the second one we had to have Jan, right right the second one was Jan. that was jesus i get confused Right, the second one, Jan came in, right? Yeah, Jan, the brother. Yeah, right. Jan's with the second one. Oh, so the third one was only Hans, right? No, there wasn't. Yeah, Jan Hans the comes back. We had, yeah, we had to get rid of Jan for the third one. <laughs> <laughs> Hans was not available for the second one at all, and then he was available for the third one, but not for very long. So that's why he only comes back for that uh, couple scenes. Okay, so I mean, yeah, when we, I think the crowd is all calling for. Uh, D four, I mean any, yeah. any, how close are have you gotten? Have you had any ideas on what's going on there? Well, everyone is going to be more optimistic than me. I'm more <laughs> realistic and optimistic. That you go, yeah, man, we should. Why wouldn't they? There's enough interest. Time Magazine, blah blah blah, but. The reality of economics of it are that Disney doesn't make movies anymore like that. They might make, they used to make 25 movies a year. Now they're making five and one and three of them are Pixar and two of them are Marvel. You know, um, they might do a movie like Million Dollar Arm uh, or they, I think they did McFarlane USA. But when those movies don't do well, which they didn't do well, then it makes it even harder. So. Disney is the only one who will make the movie because it's theirs. They're not going to let someone else make it. And if they're not going to make it, which I wouldn't say they would in the next five years, just by the marketplace alone, there's probably not going to be a movie that you could, a feature that you could go to the theater and see. However, that doesn't rule out doing it for a TV, a Disney channel or a Netflix or something, maybe. But I don't know if there's enough, um, 
I don't know. I don't know if they will. Uh, I don't know if Disney will give it up to a Netflix. I think Disney would have to do it for the Disney Channel. In which case, I have to decide if I want to do it on Disney Channel. And I think it's <laughs> bigger than TV. It's monumental, as you guys know. I can't just do it like oh turn on the TV and see Ducks 4. It's got to be an indie movie or something. It's got to be a movie movie. And I would be into it. And I've talked about it with Jordan and we've uh, shot around ideas and I would want to, I don't know, the next generation idea of Ducks isn't that exciting to me. I think it'd be fun to sort of check in on our guys now, Mm -hmm. but you know, they're obviously not going to be hockey players of note. They're not going to be all 35 years old. I mean, maybe, maybe white. How old is the? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, fucking Yager's still in the NHL, so I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess fucking Charlie. No, who could? Who would have made Banks. the Banks? Of course, Banks. Banks. I'll tell you what. Banks happened to Banks is okay. he came out and he got drafted. He went to college. He went to the U of M and he got drafted. And he played a very short amount of time in uh, Canada. And then he, he went to the Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> and, uh, and and he was a uh, third line center. And he got hurt. He has weak wrists, as you know. And, uh, and, and he got hurt. And then he uh, got traded to, uh, I think, Winnipeg at the time, which was still around. Uh, they're back now, but now the Jets. <laughs> and that was such a small market team. He just sort of faded. And then, at, towards the end of his career, he got traded to the Rangers because they needed a role player. And he had a playoff year, like a playoff season. Someone got hurt, not Messier, but like uh, the second-line center got hurt for the Rangers. And he had this amazing 14-goal playoff series, you know, where he sort of had, you know, was 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 the front page of the New York Post for – a while who is this banks guy and uh he did great he never and he signed a, a big contract after that for one more year year by year contract and then he uh, mm-hmm. and then he washed out and then he then he retired but and now he lives in uh, minnesota and he, he you know he has kids wow <laughs> i just like blew my mind yeah. right there how long has that been yeah, in the back of your mind <laughs> how long what how long has that been in the back of your mind oh yeah yeah banks is yeah I mean, he was, he was the one, you know, you don't want to know what happened to Sean White. Well, Sean, you know, he, he, he ran the deli for a while. I mean, Goldberg <laughs> went back to Philly, ran the deli, still there. You know, his, his kids are working at the deli. Um, Russ is uh, in sporting goods in Los Angeles. Um, he has Russ, he has Russ Tyler sporting goods store, which is in uh, kind of near downtown Los Angeles. And it does really well. Although the internet is killing his business. He has a brick and and mortar place. Does he sell the Bombay Lover for kids you want to coach? Yeah. Yeah. What What was that? Does he sell the Bombay Lover for kids who want to coach? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) The Bombay Lover for kids who want to coach. That was awesome. That was, is that me? That's you, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's me, yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's so funny. With Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the best. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Frank Huddy came back as a... Yeah, he's at the party. Yeah, see, that's that's why I wasn't about to say guys couldn't come back as different characters. And (laughs) in the second one, don't I work at Knott's Berry Farm in the Mall of America? You might. I don't know. I do. 
How could you guys not know that? <laughs> I yeah. must have missed it. Yeah, Mike, how do you not know that? <laughs> I know you're in the arcade in D3. Yeah, that. That's not D3. Oh, that's D3. Yeah. That's D3? No, it's not. That's D2. Wait. No, D3 is when they're playing hooky, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's D3. Okay. I'm in, yeah, that's the Mall of America in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm in the arcade. All right. So, yeah, I moved characters again. I went from a lawyer to the marketing guy to the arcade guy. Yeah, that was my art. Oh, it's a very integral part of the film. Uh, all right. I, I think so. <laughs> so uh, you've been more than gracious with your time. So we'll leave you with one question here. We do this thing okay. called the quack question where we yes. ask fans four questions about the film. We try to answer them. So Kevin has one. Uh, he's got the quack question for you. Okay. All right. This one comes from uh, one of our more loyal Quackalites uh, at our Sol photo. Uh, the question is, um, and keep in mind, I don't, I don't think that they thought they were going to be speaking to God Himself. So, right, uh, right. Gordon's dad died when he was a kid. When do you think his mom right. died, and did this lead to his alcohol issue? <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, the answer is uh, yes. His mom died sort of uh, when he was uh, like 15. Um, yeah, yeah, it was in high school and that led to him drinking in high school and uh, and then uh, he, he gave it up for a while and then he drank some more when he was older. Yes. That's a bore, that's a sad question to end on. <laughs> <laughs> we have some pretty dark yeah, fans. <laughs> yeah, dead parents, dead parents are a big thing in Disney movies and uh, and my movies too. I'm not afraid to kill a parent. So uh, yeah, they're uh, they're both dead. Yeah, what happened to Charlie's dad there? Oh, Charlie's dad? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's dead. Oh. I think he's. Yeah, I actually don't think he's dead. I think he's he's a dirtbag in Texas. Oh, <laughs> sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. He moved to Texas away from. Uh, Minnesota and left him with the mom up there. Oh, because he hates hockey, so he wanted to move. Did he what? Did he just, like, hate hockey? He hated that Charlie liked hockey, so he moved to Texas where they didn't have a team at the time? Yeah, I mean, he didn't like, he didn't like Minnesota. He didn't like, he, he, he was a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he went down to Texas to, you know, speculate on oil or something and lost all his money and then drank also and he's still around he might have died recently i'm not sure i gotta check he might have died <laughs> like a while ago but charlie uh charlie's well past that so charlie's charlie's good awesome awesome well but, we can't end on that note well is there who else has a success story then we got dead parents and oh yeah, dead dead beat parents who who's got like yeah a nice ending Charlie, well, okay, so but Charlie turned out pretty good. Um, Russ is good. Um, Connie, married, lives in Orange County. She's good. I mean, is she, she married to Geese. Uh, oh no, no, no! But oh. they're friends. They they talk. <laughs> they're Facebook friends for sure. <laughs> Did and they ever actually hook up? Their, yeah, totally. But they're um, <laughs> oh yeah, they 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 hooked up a lot. But they became of age. But uh, then they're Facebook friends, and the great thing about them is their spouses don't care. Like they, they think it's cute that they still stay in touch, and the spouses are, are fine with it. So they're, they're tight. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. a good way to go. Yeah, it's nice. All right. Yeah, that's so good. 
Thank you so much, Steve, for coming on. All right. If you're still uh, doing this in a year or so, well, we'll do a refresher course on stuff. Oh, hopefully we are. I'll put it on the calendar. All right. Whatever you guys need. And uh, and uh, thanks for uh, being psychotic fans and uh, sitting <laughs> together. This That's thing the nicest is, thing anybody's ever said to you're, us. You're my, you're my legacy right now, so keep it going. Yeah, we're trying to get the, the D4 push going. Good. Yeah, no, I'm, I want to, too. I'll, I'm just like, it, it might be a while, but something will happen. Awesome, awesome. So uh, thank you to Steve for us, the QuakeTech.com. All right. Facebook.com slash QuakeTechPod, at QuakeTechPod on Twitter. Um, go to iTunes, give us a five-star because that was the greatest podcast of all time. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Quack, quack.